Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. First of all, I think we need to separate pure tech companies and companies which are... Seriously in tech. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Google is a Google is pure tech, like in my okay. view. Yeah. Where's Grab, for example, right? Mm. Is Grab uh, Comfort Delgro a version of Comfort Delgro that's using a lot more tech, for instance? Ah, okay, this one I don't know, right? I mean, debatable. Right? <laughs> Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut, and I'm Don, SG Budgetary. Today we are going to talk about a really important topic for next year. It's probably something that many of you have been uh, wondering about and that is how would a career landscape look like mm-hmm. as we move into 2024? Not very exciting but very important. Yeah. It's exciting because if you want to make a career move, uh, that's where the excitement comes mm-hmm. in, right? Oh, yes, so yes, no, yes. Uh, we have of course two guests to help us deep dive into that topic and they're none other than Oh, hi, guys. I'm uh, Poy Lim. I'm commercial director at Glins. Glins, if everyone is aware, we're a Singapore headquartered regional venture back uh, HR business. Uh, and of course, Rakesh here from the TFC team. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so we let's roll, right? What, what, what is, uh, maybe ask the expert, right? Mm. The commercial director. Right? Uh, not expert, not expert, but no, please, not yeah. expert. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but essentially, essentially, he will have a, have a sense of like who is buying his services, right? So he kind of <laughs> know who are hiring which sector mm-hmm. is growing and all that jazz right so I think Singaporeans care about it maybe you want to just kind of walk us through a little bit what's happening in the landscape I, I think the truth is this year hasn't been the normal year uh, that we've been more used to in the mm-hmm. last uh, few years uh, it's been a bit, bit of a slowdown I think everyone can read the headlines and the news the metros are a bit uncertain and there's a lot of stuff that's going on in different parts of the world uh, Europe and you know the more recent one in the in the Middle East and then the interest rate environment everyone can see it's uh, it's been going up and and there's a lot of speculation as to when it's going to come down. If you look a little bit ahead into 2024, uh, everyone knows the big event, of course, is the US presidential elections. Mm -hmm. That's not till the end of next year. And what tends to be the pattern is that the macros don't recover or don't turn around until after the elections. It doesn't really matter, in my view, about who actually wins uh, in that from that perspective, of course, it matters in a lot of different other dimensions and aspects. But from an uh, economy perspective, usually what people look for is certainty, right? So mm-hmm. after the elections, there'll be certainty. And then there'll be more likelihood a recovery or rebound in the sentiment. And sentiment is a very important thing when it comes to the job market. Because businesses really hire when they feel good and they feel Serious? positive. So it's not technical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's technical. Technicals always are the... what 
people think drives like you know sentiment right but sentiment is also based on a lot of other variables like perception and you know emotions and whatnot right so sentiment is very important so right now for example this year you can actually say the economy is not in a recession but the sentiment is uncertain that's why mm. hiring activity is a bit more yeah. uh, unstable uh, this year and, but and next year you look at the outlook then maybe end of next year i think we expect things to get a bit better okay. yeah so, i mean i can attest to that right like um as uh, being in sales uh, everyone has said budget cut, right? Yeah. Unable to grow here, unable to grow. Here. And then everything trickles downwards, right? Yeah. And it's the the one that I'm I'm getting, and you talked a lot about sentiment, is mm. the fact that they expect something to be uncertain. Yeah. That's what I've been getting in my in my day-to-day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has happened, mm. but they like want to save for a rainy day. And I guess that translates to the job market and, and so on and so forth. But that's also a very high level and very broad view, almost like motherhood statement, right? Mm. Yeah. So if you, if you go one level down, right, you got to look at the texture. So it's also not homogenous. Not every single company is not hiring. Not every single job is not in demand. Mm-hmm. So maybe a more interesting and more insightful answer is when you look a little bit ahead, which companies are still hiring, uh, which jobs are still in demand. If this year is anything to go by, I think uh, the first one, I think where jobs are in demand, of course, I think uh, actually revenue generating, so sales, marketing, business development jobs are actually are doing quite well still. Why? Because in uncertainty, businesses actually still have to make money, lah, right? And then in fact, have to make even more money than ever. So I think... Uh, there's a bit of a, kind of a re-emphasis on those roles. The ones which are not directly connected to revenue generation, so you know, tech jobs, for example, were very, very hot uh, the last few years. That's kind of slowed down a bit more. Uh, and uh, sales and marketing jobs, actually, uh, I do expect them going to 24, still mm-hmm. being quite hot. Uh, types of companies, I think, Tech winter, so <laughs> <laughs> tech startups. I think I was better. Tech company, so a bit strange. Yes. Uh, a bit strange. Don't I know yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think tech winter is real. Uh, I think. Are your friends losing jobs? Yes. Uh, more and more people. Yeah, it's it's very cutthroat in oh, the in the tech right. industry as far as we know yeah. and then within the the tech industry of course you know startups are always this very big buzzy thing right but mm-hmm. you know they are not really hiring they're not moving as mm-hmm. much but again you know if you go even deeper again not all startups are not hiring mm-hmm. so i think also quite selective so i think uh, earlier stage startups actually still getting some funding the later stage ones under a lot more profit pressure then less so this year. I think this will continue again going to next year until the interest rate environment changes. Mm-hmm. Startups are very, very susceptible to the interest of rate course. environment. They cannot take corporate uh, loans to grow. Uh. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is, it's less about corporate loans, actually. Mm-hmm. It's about venture capital. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, yeah. because if they go yeah. to the banks, they will take like 9, 10, 12%. Yeah. Which is crazy. You can't yeah. you can't grow that yeah. kind of numbers, right? Yeah. So everyone is based on VC money, and yeah. if there's no Correct, not right. enough VC money slashing around, then there's not enough jobs, ah. Yeah. Right. At least in the startup. Yeah. startup the, the, the VCs space, actually have the they have the funds, lah. It's just mm. they're being a lot more selective about how they deploy. Mm. Uh. So as a result, money doesn't the, the tap doesn't open as easily, doesn't mm. flow as easily. So startups then downstream effect is their hiring is a lot more constrained. Mm. Uh. On the flip side, of course, then. The large corporates actually are still quite resilient. Mm. I think a lot of more business as usual, like, you know, they still have to they still have to run their business, they still have to do their projects. 
So the continuing uh, hiring patterns will still be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier on, you talk about there is a slowdown mm. this year that you've generally seen. How does that slowdown in terms of data and numbers look like compared to like the year before? Mm. And are you starting to see some indicative numbers for next year already based mm. on the gigs and the contracts that you all have won? I think I'm in the recruitment business, right? So maybe a first indicator I can give when numbers are concerned is uh, how recruitment businesses have been performing. Mm. And yeah. this is not Lin's ourselves only like i mean this is broadly uh, many of the recruitment agencies i'm aware of our peers and our competitors i think on a broad stroke you can say most uh, recruitment businesses are between negative 20 to negative 50 percent down year on year this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. against uh against last year's performance and that's um, coming off the highs of the pandemic right correct yeah correct and then Depending on how exposed they are to the tech winter, is how jalan <laughs> or how big the, <laughs> the negative is yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of businesses really thrive on, especially that that boom time of working for venture back tech businesses on filling technology jobs and roles la. And that was a very very mm. good business. Mm. Um, mm. But today that's that's quietened down a lot. Let's let's get a little bit more specific on like the big companies, right? Mm. Because essentially the, the broad stroke is a lot of startups are struggling, blah blah mm. blah. So that's that's the end of the discussion. Okay, that's it. Mm. Right? But I think a lot of Singaporeans do work for very big MNCs. Mm. They also work for a lot of government jobs, right? Mm. So so what what is the landscape there? Like maybe give us a bit more color. Like which sector is looks a bit more interesting, looks a bit mm. sexier, looks like they're gonna hire more so that you can jump over and make more, you know that kind of. Thing. Yeah, so I, I think uh, before we, I mean, I know we walk away from startups, but let's not walk away from tech, uh, okay? Uh, uh, because tech, another very big buzzword that's come out is, of course, AI, la, right? Yes. Especially generative AI, right? So AI is, I think, it's not just a buzzy trend trend word. It is that to an extent, and there's certain frothiness to it at some layers and some as types of companies. As we've all hype trends, As we've right? all hyped. Yeah, yeah. But there's also some very real foundational things that's being mm, done, mm. Know, especially at the what's called the foundation layer of AI, which is the LLMs, the large language models and, and whatnot, right? So the hardware and the software companies involved in that layer of work, I think that actually is a boom time. So you can see, you know, the on the hardware side, you've got the, the chipset makers, right? The GPU. Graphic okay, processing. Nvidia has yeah, been doing pretty well doing this year. Amazing, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's a big example. And then if you read also what's happening in and around Singapore, right? Uh, Singapore is also making certain shifts to accommodate the AI trends. I think there was just a government release mm. just about a few days ago just precisely on that a framework of rules to facilitate that mm-hmm. I think that will be here to stay at least for the at least for next year for sure mm-hmm. uh, so that will be a big theme and all the adjacent and downstream things around AI which is of course data for example or data infrastructure right are you seeing for these AI rules right are they more like really tech tech companies hiring for it or are you also starting to see some of the older school kind of industry absolutely absolutely in? it's not just the pure tech guys right traditional industries and whatnot are all having to sit up and pay attention and ask themselves how does this change the way we work and therefore what type of requirements and skill sets do we need to have in the team mm. one very very simple job that's emerged out of all this for example is prompt engineering mm. what is prompt engineering is simply do you know how to educate and, and ask the question in the right way to uh chat gpt for instance for instance is right? chat gpt the only tool that they're asking for in no, this prompt absolutely engineering not. Right no, now? no no absolutely not so there's all manners of uh, tools available right now right but on top of again the the different foundational layer models. I think that's a very, very big theme. I think other other very big macro themes uh, and therefore industry verticals that are now interesting. I think green is a very big, it's a very mm. big buzzy thing. I think in and around the region, I think where Singapore is concerned, uh, you would see that there are adjacent countries around us which are positioning for uh, to be the battery, the battery layer for greener energy. There is themes around greener mobility. So uh, you know, there's things like electric vehicles, EV. 
is going to come up. Singapore is in the heart and center of a lot of these things. So it will be a beneficiary of these uh, these movements. Mm. So I think green is, is quite big. I think health is also another one. Truth be told, I think health is an industry where there's still a lot of very old school enterprises which are operating in this space. Digitization, digital transformation in what is a very, very fragmented and very old school way of setting up IT infra and all that, right? That is that is something that they're trying to change. They're very, a lot of players are trying to look at it both on the public side and also on the private side. So okay. I think that will also be... So they're hiring uh, for teams. transformation roles. Interesting. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we mm-hmm. discuss a little bit on the green and the health, right, mm-hmm. I just want to talk a little bit more about the, the, the tech sector. Mm-hmm. right? Because what, what you've kind of highlighted, right, these things are very skilled. Mm. you're not going to turn around in two years mm. right you if, if you position well for some reason you join IS you know mm. like yeah, because I think there was a period of time maybe our time about a decade ago IS mm. is the people that cannot go to <laughs> other sector then they end up there mm. you want to you join SMU ah, you take <laughs> IS right, you want to join SMU, ah, you, for some reason there'll be yeah. some people that ended up there and mm. then they pursue strategically in the sector then mm. eventually when suddenly this thing pop up mm. they can pivot quite mm. easily mm. Right? but for the many others that are not deep technically trained mm. right in 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 these kind of sectors, right? Mm. What is there an opportunity? Like, what are we looking at? No, I think absolutely. I think to be again to be completely frank, I mean, my appraisal of technology skills in Southeast Asia, right? I think people tend not to look to this region outside of Singapore. Okay, let, let's put it this way: I think Southeast Asia as a region is up and coming when it comes to quality of talent, skills, and whatnot, right? And that's thanks thanks to the educational institutions. That's thanks to also the enablement of education beyond the traditional realm. So online right now, you can have access to a lot of tools to to self-teach and all that, right? Uh, And whatnot. But I think the expectation tends to be for this region is more, okay, this is where we take proven concepts and we scale up and we replicate, clone, and then just do execution mode. So the, even within a technology space, right? Skill spectrum, right? Outside of Singapore, this is not really where a lot of the R&D happens, right? This is where a lot of the go-to-market, execution, scale-up happens, right? Uh, so that's one thing to, to, to say. Then the second thing I think to say is then when you talk about deep, deep skills, uh, if there's anywhere, oh yeah, got in Singapore. But that's no longer a Singapore talent or job market question. That is a global uh, job market question. And Singapore, of course, is always positioning for that. The Singapore government is in a way very, very smart about this, right? So they want to position Singapore as the place where it's a global marketplace for this type of talents. And then they create the programs, the different passes and whatever incentives, right? To attract and uh, this type of talent. I guess a mm. lot of the questions also like, because yeah. right now, there are not a lot of causes that have been established and have been running for a long time for mm. people to be skilled in this area. As what Reggie said is mm. a pivot, mm. right? No, if you were lucky enough yeah, to be and, in and those. to be fair, these, these things are not like a course can settle one. Yeah, you know, is there any time for the schools to adapt as well? Not to handle yeah. some yeah. of these yeah. higher exactly. complex, it's a STEM, STEM type of uh, jobs, right? Oh, and, it's more than that, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. no, as in like, yeah. when I say STEM, right, essentially means that your basics are not sorted, you cannot go advanced one. There's no like halfway yeah. cut through. It's just very difficult. Yeah. Right. But but there's a big truckload of people that are in like administrative work or like yeah. marketing or you know project management and all these things. Right. I think based on the data set that I saw in the MOM report, right? But 15% of people are in administrative and yeah, 10%. Can. But all these people like there's a rising sector here. Yes. But yeah. you know it's not gonna be like a two year turnaround suddenly beyond a data scientist. Yeah. It's, it's quite challenging. Yeah. But how do you kind of uh, is there like a position where you can enter that growing space? Or how no, the answer work? is that you don't have to be a data scientist. That's I guess what I was trying to make in the first point, right? Yeah. So I think over here, a lot of the activity that happens in the region is 
it's not the wow, you know, wear the white lab coat and you know, all the you know, <laughs> you know, stuff you watch in like Iron Man or whatever. It's not like that, right? Not as cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that, right? But it's, it really is about like okay, you know, when something's been productized, right? Meaning, you know, the the in, the the intellectual property stuff has already happened, really. Mm. And then it's basically how do I take this to market? How do I run a project to you know test it out with the early adopters, for instance? How do I then? communicate this in a way that users understand it. So there's a lot of jobs to be done downstream where this is concerned. Got it. Right? I mean, even you take something like ChatGPT, I mean, everyone now in the popular consciousness understands this from 12 months ago. But actually, it existed a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. Right? It was only popularized because they came out and then they made it, they gave an interface to it that made it easy for everybody to understand it. Mm. I guess I, I, there's, a, there's a definitive question that a lot yeah. of people ask me, okay, yeah. which is, so I want to join this growth sector, mm. okay? Let's say we call it a growth sector. <laughs> I, I want to join this growth sector. How much difference can I get in terms of a pay bump? How mm. confident are, are we to say that this sector will be around to stay, mm. right? So there's, there, are, there are a few assumptions and of course these questions, they are loaded, right? Mm, so course. yeah, based on these two questions, like maybe give us some color, like how much pay bump will I get? If let's say now I work in the bank, mm. very comfortable, right? And then got this like <laughs> chat GPT thing kind of look for me, you know, because I'm a very skilled project manager and they want to scale up quick, mm. you know, and they want me to jump what is the bump that I'm expecting, mm. you know? And then of course, like what is the longevity of something like that? Or how should I reframe my mind? I think the way I'll answer this is maybe, I don't want to crystal ball gaze too much because I think it hasn't reached us in the same, the kind of magnitude or level that maybe your your, your question seems to suggest, right? But I think a good reference point is if you go back to just about 18 months ago and what was happening in just even very uh, base level software engineering jobs, right? Uh, in Singapore. And 18 months ago, before the interest rate environment started to completely go topsy-turvy and change, uh, we were looking at essentially, every time a software engineer would change their job, it would be about 30% uh, pay bumps, right? That was when everything was super hot, right? And then equally to your second question, the longevity of that, right? How long did that last for, right? Actually, the last time round, it lasted for quite a long time. It was, uh, I think, probably about four or five years. And because we were in a very, very protracted cycle of very low interest rate environment, mm. okay? Now, if we look back in the previous, the precedence, that's what it would suggest. But I don't want to crystal ball gaze because you could also say that it was a bit unusual. You know, the conventional wisdom uh, previously was that your financial, uh, your economic cycles uh, is 8 to 10 years. Or, you know, every time 8 to 10 years, it will flip. Yep. But actually, if you go, you rewind the clock 18 months ago, right? It was a very, very, if you zoom out far enough, you'll see it's actually a fairly protracted cycle that goes all the way back to 08 after the GFC. the GFC, right? And why was that the case was because actually, even with the initial wave of COVID, right? There was a lot of stimulus that was being pumped in by the, gov the central banks and the governments. So it created a very protracted low interest rate environment. So if you really look, took the last one as, as a reference point, I'm not sure how accurate that is, to be honest. It was almost like, oh, from 08 till 22, it was a good run. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a bit too sure, long. Eh? Yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too long, it's a bit too long. Those days are over. Then you buy two property, then now you start with it. Yeah. Yeah. Stress. <laughs> now no stress can make no repayment. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 She back with the parents, exactly. right? She back with the parents. Exactly. So I, I actually would say, I think, prudently, I think we, we should look, you know, of course, when there's good times, we, we celebrate. But equally, when there's bad times, right, we also must look at things in perspective. Mm -hmm. right? So uh, when you talk about pay bump, yeah, of course, by all means, pay bump. But if it cuts short sooner than you think or you expect, it's maybe more of a normalization 
Mm. then it is uh, a very grossly negative thing. I guess like one of my questions, right, and, and diving deeper into this, a um, little bit of, you know, we've got a lot of administrative, a lot of other other people mm. um, they are wanting to go into, let's just say the tech space, right? Yeah. Because that's been really the... Like do non-tech jobs in the tech space, yes, right? Mm. Yeah. Correct, right? Like personally, when you're dealing with, with tech companies, as I'm sure you are, have been for the last, you know, 10, 12, yeah. whichever years, like how, how do they look? from their lens, right? Because as, as people, as listeners want to go into that space, mm. they also need to understand what they are looking for so that the, they, what, what say the tech companies are looking for so that mm. we can know how to portray ourselves. Because mm. from what I understand, they're always looking at previous tech experience. Mm. They're always looking at something in this sort of space where it's transferable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. all of these are growth mindset, la, culture, feed, you name it, right? Like, <laughs> like, they don't want the auntie to work for them. La, Correct, right? right? So and you, and if, if a tech person, like if I were to apply for a tech space and I'm in construction, <laughs> mm. like what would, what would a recruiter think? Mm. You know what I mean? First of all, I think we need to separate pure tech companies and companies which are- Seriously in tech. Well, yeah. <laughs> There are pure tech companies and then there are companies which are sort of like using tech in the way they work. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah. What is the difference? It's not a bit controversial. Okay. Where's Google? Where's Google? Google is pure tech, like you might be okay. yeah, clearly, la, right? Okay. But you know, uh, where's Grab, for example, right? Mm. Is Grab uh, ComfortDelGro a version of ComfortDelGro that's using a lot more tech? For instance, ah, okay, this one, I don't know, right? I mean, debatable, right? <laughs> so, okay. uh, so that's that's kind of like, I think there's a spectrum of these things, right? Okay. Uh, I think pure, pure tech companies actually, you know, in the way we think of, we use that phrase today. Oh, sorry, and then I should also differentiate, right? And then there's also like um, the those uh, IT solution providers that started business maybe, you know, 20, 25 years ago. There mm. are a lot of these guys out there, small shops. Versus a Google, how do you place them? Yeah. You put them in the same category or you don't? I actually think in the kind of question that you're alluding to, you're talking about culture, perception, and kind of thing, it's quite different. And maybe the commonalities less right, they 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 uh, lie less in the sense that it's all under this broad technology banner. They're more under whether today we're talking about companies which were started in the last maybe five to ten years with mm. the intent of using. Uh, manners of digital methodologies to sell, to market, run their operations versus companies which were maybe set up more than 10 years ago that inhabited a different mind space. Okay. So I think it's a bit more that that you're looking for. Sure. Now to answer that question in that framing, I think it is true that I think newer and younger companies in the last uh, five, five to 10 years or so, which are set up for a digital view of things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I no longer set up my the information and data that my, my organization or business collects on paper. I now put it at least on a spreadsheet, right? Mm -hmm. I now no longer uh, run my marketing purely on the traditional old media channels of uh, TV, print, or, you know. Cinema. Yeah, And the companies who are like that, then obviously I think the first thing that happens is, do you have the skills, la, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a marketer, and you only know how to operate with media buying on uh, print and all that, then you need to maybe review a bit, lah, you know? <laughs> you need to upgrade, change, and learn the new methods of how to operate on search, how to operate on socials, you know? Uh, even this, right? I mean, you need to know how to work with influencers. So that's changed. That's a, that's a skills or requirement shift that's happened. Culturally, is there a shift? Yes, I think in the last five to 10 years, younger, these younger or newer companies 
also start to have this certain ideas, lah, right? Why? Because they were DEI, in- yeah, sustainable. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's just call it correct, out. Correct, correct. Yes, but yes. very much influenced by internet companies, right? They're yes, influenced yes. by this internet age of tech companies of yeah. from the West, right? From Silicon mm. Valley and whatnot, right? Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of those practices are imported, lah. And then of course they'll look. And I mean, just to contest the earlier statement that they will not hire aunties, it's not true. <laughs> I think they were higher the auntie. The higher high tech aunties. Yeah, yeah. Right. auntie. Yeah. Where the where the sunglasses? The The skills fit. I just came from the market. Eh. Yeah, skills fit, culture fit. Then okay lah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but they pri- they'll privilege those things lah. That's one thing. They'll okay. privilege culture fit a lot. Mm-hmm. I think because that's something that is very much influenced by this idea. Uh, that we've taken from internet companies. Fair, fair. So, so that is the tech, which I think, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about the tech space yeah. and whether is it tech jobs, non-tech mm. jobs, because I think a lot of people perceive that mm. these are the places that are going to like give you the good, the good range. It's a, right? it's a growth sector, right? I mean, yeah. the reality is that I think more or, broadly- or was it, right? Like was a growth sector? I think is I, it still honestly, now? I think it still is. I think it okay. still is. I, I think this is not going to go away, right? I think it's fun- the internet, first of all, has fundamentally changed the way we, we live and work. That happened about, uh, was it 30 years ago in, mm. the, in its very beginning? Mm. Uh, social media came in about, was it 20 years ago? Today, you, you, you're inhabiting, you know, all these new buzzwords, right? You've got, we already talked about AI, you know, yeah. prior to this, there was things of like Web3 and blockchain or whatnot. Mm. Mm. It's another wave like, that's happening. So, you know, things have fundamentally shifted yeah. and they will continue to shift. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think it is a growth sector. Okay. I mean, the the nature and the, the texture of what's beneath that broad technology banner, as we just said, the skills and what's required will shift. So, but does it actually undermine the fact that um, technology will, will drive growth? No, it, it won't. Uh. I think mm. that, that will mm. continue to happen. Mm. And mm. because of that, businesses will grow, industry will grow, mm. and the market will be, will be there. Uh. Interesting, mm. interesting. Let's talk about the tech yeah. part. So for someone who wants to enter the tech side of things, mm. but may not have been as skilled, they're not like mm. a data, like they don't, they don't get to work with all these tools. Mm. Or maybe they want to get, get into AI since mm. that's the next big thing. Mm. But they studied, let's say, business or marketing or Why? psychology. Why study business? Mm. Right? Yes. <laughs> study one, so right? totally no link. What would your advice that's, be that's for me, them? That's me, that's me. I, I Go into sales. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Go into sales. Yeah. 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 Psychology business. But you study psychology, you study business you study like technically maybe they study literature oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's fine honestly I, I I think it's less about what you what you studied what do you study I studied uh, politics so I, I, it has nothing to do with what I do today mm. but I think to borrow yet another internet company mm. <laughs> phrase you know you know, stay, stay hungry mm. stay foolish right because you mm-hmm. have to keep keep learning Kudos if you recognize who said that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, then maybe you shouldn't join tech. Yeah, it's oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> Guy is not gone. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, but, but you know, I think it's about that curiosity and that humility that, you know, uh, we don't, uh, we, we have to keep learning and keep growing. Mm. And that curiosity will keep you, keep reading and stuff. I mean, I honestly, I'm not a techie. Like, you could, uh, you asked me more than five minutes to talk about AI, I probably couldn't get into the technicalities of it. Mm-hmm. But you, we need to know at least at the surface level, you know, what does this actually mean for society? What does this mean for businesses? Mm. What does this mean for people and their lives? Mm. And then you kind of understand the implications and you have to think about it. And if you think about it, maintain a curiosity, you speak to other people to learn more about it, you read more about it, then the possibilities will be there. Whether if you're, uh, uh, if you're keen on writing, you know, Maybe you'll be uh, a copywriter. Maybe you'll be in the communication space. 
if you are keen on talking, maybe you'll be a sales guy. You'll be a good sales guy. Yeah. Mm. Talking and listening. Lah, both. Course, okay? Good salespeople will be good, good, good listeners. So it really depends on uh, you know, your skills and where the fit and your personality fit uh, lands you. And I don't think it necessarily always means that you, know, you have to be a, tech, a techie. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of the time, these jobs descriptions, when we see whether it's on Gleams or any other mm. portal like LinkedIn, right? They often come with the criteria that says must have prior experience in tech. Mm. So for someone who doesn't but wants to make that shift, right? How many, like if we talk data, mm. how many percent or do you have a rough sense of how many people actually did not come from a tech background but were successfully able to cross this hurdle and mm. enter the tech world? I would say that um, in most instances today, that doesn't even show up as a problem mm. because the reality is that a lot of businesses by default of the last 10 years, have had to adapt or adopt some way of digital methods. Mm. I mean, what business does not, for example, market online today? Mm. I, I struggle to think of one. Mm. And if you are working for that sort of business, maybe you should be thinking first of, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe to answer the question there more directly is, you know, I think it's not that difficult today to then start working on uh, whether it's a side gig or uh, maybe a short project stint or something like that to j just give yourself that exposure. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think people are saying, oh, when it says price, it means that you have to have worked for Google. You know, it's not that. That's, that's not what it means. Mm -hmm. I think what they're simply looking for is, do you understand what we mean when we say SEO, right? Do you understand what we mean when we say social media, right? Or the barrier actually isn't that high if you are with the times. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say someone comes from... Sam Cobb Marine. Not from the times. Uh. Or like the... <laughs> yeah, from a really old school industry, a really old school yeah. company. Okay. And they want to enter like the Salesforce, the Google, the Microsoft. Again, I would challenge the idea that there are really such industries today that do, do not yeah. use any such That's methods, fair. right? And then I think the other thing is then if they don't, maybe it is befitting of their industry, right? So maybe there are certain industries today where maybe deals are still just settled high, with... High a, touch. Yeah, high yeah. touch, right? And all Indirect. that. And that's fine. Right, because that's also a, still a valued skill. That's not going to go away. Mm. There's a reason why uh, certain markets and certain industries still operate in that in that format. Yeah, and um, I would say like even if you take a look at say the construction industry yeah. in in Singapore, right? Technically, you can say they are a little behind in terms of tech, lah. But they are actually, from from my knowledge, right? Speaking mm. with with a few of them, they are looking at ways to actually implement yeah. all of this already. Exactly. So yeah. yes, they may be coming from somewhere that that hasn't used it, but oh, yeah. in the next few years, it's going to happen. Fair, fair, fair. So well, if we were to get people to rethink their demands and aspirations, instead of them thinking, "I want to go and join the Google, the Microsoft, the Tesla," now we reframe that to maybe you can take on a tech transformation role, yeah. sales role, communications role, whatever role, yeah. in a firm that mm. is in that process of transformation exactly but then yeah. the next question would be then who pays better of course <laughs> 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 the money 
No, but I think that's a that's a really good point in terms you brought up, right? I think 2030, the Singapore itself is going to build out X number of superchargers along yeah. Singapore so and so forth. That's that's great. But when you deep dive into it, like you need infrastructure, you yeah. need logistical analysis. Like Correct. it's technically a non-green space yeah. in order to build out a green like. system because you cannot run yeah. away from logistics. You cannot run away from infrastructure building, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What about the the heel sector, right? The healing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's growing quite fast. It's growing very fast. I think absolutely. I think that one, I think basically there's a big more, there's a lot more consciousness in, it's not just, this one, there's some industry jargon around this. Lah. I'm not, not super on top of it, but it's moving less, moving away from just the treatment and things. It's into more preventative, right? Mm. Uh, and then more into like living a good life, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, well-being. Yeah, well-being. Right? well-being. So it's uh, not lifespan, but let's say health span, you know, that kind of, mm. those, those, those kind of concepts and ideas. Yeah. It's really, really coming out a lot. Mm. Uh, so again, you know, that will then breed all the spillovers, lah, right? Mm. Uh, because it always starts with a macro and then that's where the capital and the money will flow. Mm. And when the capital and money flows there, then downstream you'll have the businesses and organizations which are set up to mobilize on the capital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a good point, right? In in my case this year, mm. like Ayurveda, I sell to SAC, right? South mm. Asia mm. countries. And Ayurvedic spas <laughs> are very old school, right? Mm. Uh, in that sense, right? Because they have doctors uh, and, and they have, you know, uh, priests spa? and everything. You're selling but, to them? But now they're looking at ways to market it out. Mm. So they're looking at digital ways specifically mm. to market out to the rest of the world to come to Diaspa in India or wherever or wherever, right? Yeah. Nice, and I nice. think like that's, that for me, that was transformational. Like mm. you never would have thought it. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there, there's a lot of consciousness around this right now. No. I mean, you know, there's also this like rise of things like plant-based diets and whatnot. And then recently, I think Singapore and Netflix documentary being mm. called out a blue zone for blue longevity zone. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. very bad top of mind. Let's talk about the competitiveness versus where the locals stand. Mm. So one thing that we covered in Forward Singapore mm. was that a lot of us locals are losing on these opportunities to foreigners because the companies mm. don't think that the local population has the skill set. So mm. we we are being delegated to certain jobs and not to like the really high skill, high pay, which goes to the outsiders instead. From your data that you have been handling, mm. do you see this happening as well? That most Singaporeans are being placed in all these generalist roles rather than the high level being primed and groomed for leadership roles? I think my data is not so specific to that, that extent. La, but uh, what I would say is that I think it's all just time framing. La, you know, I think and whether it's this sector today or another sector that was booming maybe or very hot uh, 30 years ago if we just reverse it's just the, th- the, the whole thing plays itself out again and again right mm. maybe 30 years ago it was about um, you know the financial services industries and whatnot right and then a statement like that might have been made but then today if you look at uh, the highest ranking executives you know I think you'll see a good mix of uh, uh, Singaporeans are very well represented and, 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 and whatnot right so I think it's, it's just about time framing and mm. you know I think the uh, uh, I think Singapore has amazing talent. I think Singaporeans are very, very capable. And structurally, even if we're not well positioned in a certain sector today, it's just a matter of time where before our systems and institutions will produce 
uh, the necessary mm, 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 skill sets mm, and, yeah. and profiles. Yeah, I think so. senior exec is a different discussion. Uh. Mm. Senior exec is very specific to the individual. Mm. Right, but we're talking about like mid-management, yeah. I think there's a lot to be discussed. And I mm. think recently some of the, the permits have uh, adjusted in price uh yang price now right mm. so you're on some level you're, you're you're disturbing the market right trying to set Correct. a new pack a new price you know for for i think s pass um EP also, right? EP also yeah mm. so so the, i think that kind of affects the does it affect the the hiring propensity you know like or do to, they just pay more the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have any insights it's a business cost no la, i think this one i i honestly don't have enough data or perspective mm. on this mm. so okay. i can't really comment that that directly on it uh what i would simply say is that i think yeah, I think businesses over here, Singaporeans in general, I, I go out there, I, I market Singaporeans not just to Singapore-based businesses, I market Singaporeans to uh, businesses from outside looking at, at coming into the region. Uh, Singaporeans are very highly rated. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. mm. Well, then maybe uh, are there certain sectors that you think potentially, you know, in the next few years, maybe not next year, lah, right? Mm. We, we, we crystal gaze a bit, right? Mm. In the next few years, will be a bit challenging, you know, and maybe now some of our listeners can look to, you know, position out to some of these growth sectors because it looks like this, these other sectors will, will shrink a little bit. It has more to do with, we have to watch how Singapore positions its economy uh, mm. relative to, to the broader, to the world, right? I mean, in the end, we, we are all part of a global marketplace, uh, so to speak. Mm. So I think the more challenging aspects. I mean, Singapore is ultimately a hub and it's a service economy in, in many ways. A lot of the industries which are positioned for that, professional services, high-end manufacturing, value add on oil and gas and all that, all that will, will continue to thrive because of those very intrinsic factors. And conversely, the reverse of that would be if you're not part of a business that is positioned for international or regional hubbing and or a service economy, then you fall out of that. Mm, right so yeah. that will be more challenging so you, so you think manufacturing and engineering will will not go further no i think yeah. high-end manufacturing for sure okay so yeah. high-end okay. for sure yeah mm. so it's not about manufacturing i think will will always be a, a big part of singapore but in different aspects different, different nuances yeah. different. okay okay yeah, so the the value proposition is different right it's mm. i mean for the longest time already it's not about or oh, Singapore is not low cost manufacturing. No, no. It's not about that. In it's the about same ease of transport, yeah. reliability of water and, and electricity. Yeah, so those yeah, things yeah. are especially are there, right? water. Water is very important in manufacturing. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then now we have also things like you know we are built, we have data center infrastructures and all yeah, that, right? Yeah. Yeah, the internet exchange of yeah, the region. Correct. Yes. correct. So all those things are fantastic, right? Reduce latency. Right? Yeah, all those things. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. So it won't go away. But I think it's it's entirely this idea like where are you positioned relative to Singapore's value prop, right? Mm, right. Mm. Well, value prop is as we are hub. Mm. <laughs> we are services, right? So why are you are, not here? Yeah, right? are you yeah. part of that or not? So I think that there's some very very small small scale uh, businesses. A lot of this small time craftsmen and all that lah. Mm. You know, they'll, they'll struggle lah, You know, if you're old school. And then the new school type of craftsmen, it exists because you're charging a super premium, mm. and you're existing that. Then it becomes more of a lifestyle product. I know. It's I know. not. No, it's no longer. I've seen those. Yeah. I've seen those. So there is that also, right? Mm. But that is that exists because it is a beneficiary of the economy flows downstream, right? Because of the success of the hub and the service economy, then their spending power, consumption power to spend on high-end mm. craftsmen, right? Yeah, For example. Yeah. I get it. I right? get One it. last thing, right? Like mm. he talked about the industries you want to move away from. Mm. What about the industries you want to move to and position yourselves for it? 
Like, I think really share. Yeah, I really mentioned three sectors. Like, okay, yeah. like tech and so on. But if, if you take a look at tech, because I think most of our listeners are, are looking to go into tech. Like, mm. do, you, are you, do you have certain like areas or certain industries in tech that you think would be a good one? For example, say cybersecurity or something like, like along these lines. I think there are definitely some themes which are, okay. which are quite big. I mean, cybersecurity is a very big sub-theme. Right, for mm. instance, I think again, AI is a very big buzzy word. A lot of fluff. A lot of fluff means a lot of wastage. Foundation you layer. Join, you get a lot of good stuff. Yeah, not application layer, yeah, but yeah. foundation layer. Pharma? Mm. I'm just thinking a lot that pharma should have also quite a lot because if you talk about like the positioning that Singapore's taking, we're also trying to attract all these big pharma mm. R&D, right? So there should be some opportunities for people I, to shift into those growth insights areas are, Insights from, the, from, from some friends are... Uh, all these R&D are shifting up. Singapore yeah. too expensive challenging oh, really? yeah. for pharma yeah, I think challenging and especially now we have a few things to try to regulate the prices that pharma can charge mm. a lot of them are feeling like it's, it's no longer worthy to be Good. here so yeah. are you then yeah. seeing that in pharma and biotech and all these like the biological sciences area that demand for the jobs have dropped and you don't see, really see that as a growth it's area it's a fluke la. time to call <laughs> 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 I think where where there is where there's potential is uh you know again Southeast Asia as a growing growing uh buyer buy, market of buyers, market of users, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because you know, again, Southeast Asia, one one of the things about this region is there's a very fastly fast growing uh, middle class. In Singapore, we don't see and feel it as acutely, but you only have to look across the borders mm. to see it. And yeah. it's happening very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And Singapore, again, is a hub for the region. Mm, mm. So the nature of the jobs, right? Even if R&D is moving out because Singapore is too expensive, right? Uh, potentially. The job demands will shift. The position will shift. That's because we're also beneficiaries of the region. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yes. So we must never forget we are part of the region. Uh. Mm. Don't always yeah. travel to England, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Learn to travel around the region. There's a lot of things to look for. Yeah. A lot of opportunities. Yeah. Okay, fair. Maybe last question for you, right? Because mm. I think a lot of listeners will would have gone through this, right? Maybe in this year or the year before mm. retrenchment, right? So like over mm. a course of like two retrenchment exercise, then you're the lucky one. You're still, you're still here, right? <laughs> what will your advice be, right? You are the survivor. You survived three round retrenchment, right? But, you know, things are not great, right? Mm. So would you advise the listener to say like, okay, you survive, huh? but don't stay. Like. Maybe you can go somewhere else or like what, what would the advice be? Oh, okay. I get what you mean. I, I would advise, I, I think most people think most people think about and evaluate their current situation in a job based on three factors. Uh, number one, can I can I continue to, to earn money? Uh, number two, can I have prospects to advance within this organization, better my career? And then the third one is, will my company continue to also grow or perform well, right? Your question alludes more to the third question. Like, or if I look at the... Turnaround what, story need time, you know? Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. it's a downtrend on this thing. Yeah. yeah, I survive. Correct. So my advice would be less to judge an organization or your employer simply on the basis of they've run one or two uh, maybe right-sizing exercises. Uh, right sizing yeah. wow. Wow. good way to put it great way to put I it right sizing but I would say maybe consider it from those three questions mm. right like mm. ask yourself like you know in this job right you know the way you're the way you've been experiencing it the way you've seen the environment change and all that is it still a place where you think that you can continue to do well in your job and create value and therefore uh, be compensated for it Second is, is this organization also one where you can continue to see prospects for your own growth, right? Can you move and advance? 
And third one, you know, when you evaluate your company's own performance and status situation, look at it more broadly and consider, I mean, the factors of whether a company can do well, not just survive, but do well. Sometimes it is precisely because they went through the uh, Mm -hmm. the exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that they are probably in a better situation to do well going ahead. Mm. Okay. So you need to have that perspective. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. fair, fair. That's good. Thanks mm. for sharing. Right? Yeah. And I hope you all enjoyed. Hopefully this year is a better year for your career. Yeah. If you have any questions, you can always email us and then we can take <laughs> it from there. Okay. Can, any last things you want to add about career? You know? No, I think that's useful. I think one of the biggest takeaway I had from this mm. discussion is that instead of everyone just looking at I want to join the big boys Mm. you brought up a very interesting point Mm. maybe look at other companies Mm. that are not really tech tech but need the tech assistance to help them digitalize and transform Mm, and in doing so yeah that could Mm. also be a added boost for their career because imagine then using that as your portfolio to say I help this old school company go from old school to Modern. New, new school. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so new, but modern, modern, right? Not new, new behind. school, new school. Yeah, new school. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, one, because a lot of these also are they, they as lost as, as yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You, know? exactly. you go in, you know a bit. It's like, whoa, like cool. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so the competition is also a bit lesser yeah, there. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. that was a very interesting takeaway. So if you guys have been trying to get a job in tech, but you have been saddened by this tech winter, that's actually yeah. a really good perspective to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I and think, also the fast-growing startups. La. You yeah. know, like mm. the scale-ups. Like if, you write, if you write them, for two or three years suddenly they become the big boys in the game suddenly you join a reputable company actually three years ago they were just nobody yeah. 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 but times yeah. have changed times have changed exactly. okay cool I, I think one, one thing I'm taking away from this is how when we plan our career right we always say what's next mm. but really we should be thinking five steps down the line yeah. mm. so if we can't get now to that company that we want to go because of tech winter so on and so forth how do we plan and execute our move so that we're ending up there in X number of years. I think that's yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. I, I think it, it, it always pays off to at least have an idea of what's your end game. Mm. Even though it's that end game not it's like well, not 25 years in the future. But yeah. you know, five years in the future, if you kind of have a sense of what you want to work towards and then you consider your own prospects, right? I mean even that question earlier about uh how do you consider your current situation? Do you move on or not? Right. And those three questions that I've outlined, it really is about like thinking you know, does this help me get to, is this still the place I want to be at to get me to my 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 goals? I think it's important yeah. to have goals. Lah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Nice, nice. Okay, so that's it. We'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.